the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's in your financial mind is a phrase that I like to throw out there on a regular basis. Today's one of the days where I don't talk a lot of business, but I talk a lot of personal finance. Speaking with someone yesterday who, good-looking woman, her and her husband have I said, your Facebook photo's got puppies in it. I said, that means you're not going to have children, right? Actually, I said, that means you're not having children yet. And she goes, absolutely. And she went on to say, she's not going to have children. I'm like, decision by you, decision by husband, decision by the economy, what was it? It's a pretty personal conversation, right? Children are expensive. Children can wreck romance. Children can wreck uh, the ability to be spontaneous, spontaneity. So I get the idea of being selfish and saying, I don't have kids. And again, that's not rude. Spoke with a bunch of high schoolers yesterday. And I said, you know, make sure you marry wisely. My first marriage was a disaster. In a good way. I married a Playboy model. Crazy. Insane in the membrane. Smoking. Incredible passion. It's on my resume. Married a Playboy model. But it didn't end the way it should have. In hindsight, good for her. I'm happy. Everything went well. But it could have ended horribly, financially speaking. It didn't, but it could have. So I was talking about a bunch of teenagers, and I said, just make sure you marry well. And I was like, just when you get your first job, start saving money. Because saving in your 20s is a lot easier than saving in your 30s and 40s. And it's a lot cheaper. Become a millionaire in your 20s, all you got to do is save $1,000 a year. But when you wait till you're 30, then suddenly it's 2,500, 5,000, 10,000. And like, you wait till you're 50s, it's like 55,000 a year. Like, too late. When it comes to investing, time is literally money. And in your 20s, you're often relatively rich when it comes to time. I still wish I could go back to high school. And I don't want to, like, get too poetic with you or anything like that, but, oh. Things would have been different. 
Now, when you're in your 20s, you're living off an entry-level salary. Sometimes you feel rich, even though you're short on cash. Sometimes you feel poor, because you are short on cash. Being young gives you freedom to take a very long-term perspective with your investments. But that long-term, it doesn't help you unless you have some money to put in the market. And trust me, in the last three years when my 401k doubled, I was like, man, I wish it was $9 million. It would have been $18 million. Like, I wish there was more in the 401k. It's a paradox, right, Of for young people. Rich in time, poor on cash. So you got to start building that cash sooner rather than later. A person who could save $12,000 a year for 40 years will have $1.5 million in today's dollars. Assuming just a 5% return. However, a person could save half that, just 20 years, you'd only have 397000 So 12000 for 40 years, $1.5 million, if you get a 5% return. $12,000 for 20 years, 5% return, just 397000 So the math adds up this way. You save half as long, but you have 75% less. It ain't right. It ain't right. God, and to be young. Biggest challenge I think people face when they're young is that entry-level salary. You still got to pay rent. Still got to pay for your car. So it's important to look for a cheaper rent. It's important to look for a cheaper car. I saw this group of high school kids yesterday that, you know, got interrupted by a fire drill. Interrupt to speak us. Had to pull out and go to the parking lot. Horrific. Mid-speech, and I'm pulling out. Like, oh! At a grand finale, right? Didn't have time to pull it off. One of the things I did say was that I had a friend in college that, you know, he'd come over and drink my beer. And it got to the point where he'd come over, I'd hide my good beer in, like, the fruit cabinet, in the fruit drawer, and I'd put my cheap beer easily seen. It was an investment lesson, believe it or not. When you share, share cheap things. Don't share expensive things. You can keep your cost of rent down. You can keep your car payment down. I like going to Tahoe. So I bought a vehicle that can handle the weather, right? Because you get tired of saying, like, hey, do you want to go to Tahoe this weekend? Like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive. So I always drive. I don't always get snow in my car. I don't care. A lot of people don't think that way, like, and they should. I want you to enjoy and have fun, but at the same time, I've had this vehicle down for 12 years, and the bumper's literally falling off. Because I don't want to have a new car. So your goal when you're young is to be able to at least save enough in your company's 401k, 403b, 457 plan. They're all retirement plans. You want to save as much as you can. If there's a company match, take it. If you can save another 10%, take it. If you can save 15%, great. In your 20s, you want to watch your debt load, increasing percentage of students going to college. And again, I told the story yesterday to teenagers. I came out of college with a Bobby Brown CD and $6,000 credit card debt. And eventually balloons to 10000 because my entry-level job, I was busy cars and clothes and women. So 
people come out of college with debt. Best thing you can do in your 20s is start paying off the debt. So during said interruptus fardrillus yesterday, I was walking out with the kids. And again, God, I love these kids. It's so amazing to me to see awkward teenagers because it's been 20 years since I've been an awkward teenager. But you still remember, you go right back there. You totally absorb it again. This kid goes, so I, when I'm in college, I want to trade stocks. You know, I'm like, you're the biggest nerd on the planet, but I love you. I love you because I was once the biggest nerd on the planet, but you're the biggest nerd now. On my resume, I've got a Playboy model. On your resume, nothing. You're a clean slate. You're a nerd. You still haven't even kissed a girl. And you want, you want to trade stocks in college? Okay, you're going to get burned. And it's going to be a good lesson for you. Fortunately, you did it in college, and you didn't do it when you were 30 or 40 or 50. Every one of you who's listening right now wants to trade stocks. Some of you took the initiative and failed. Some of you will take the initiative and fail. I don't know one listener who ever became a day trader and made a million dollars. I don't know one radio host who's a day trader who made a million dollars. I know radio hosts and TV hosts who say this is the path to riches. So inexperience, you have to get some experience. I've had some bad stock ideas. It happens. Oh, by the way, Bob in Mountain View, you're never allowed to call because you are the dumbest man on the planet. And the most selfish. And the most self-righteous. So he's banned for life. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Song Gin and Juice. I got my mind on my money on my money on my mind. That's the only lyric that I could say that's kind of dirty, vulgar, X-rated. Would get me kicked off radio. Rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind on my money on my money on my mind. You should have your mind on your money. And again, you don't have to like be religious about it, and you don't have to be a nut, and you don't have to be like cheap. High school kids are so wonderfully honest. They're like, what's the difference between wealthy and rich? I'm like, I'm both. Next question. But keep in mind, what makes you happy is what you really need to pursue. I like seeing the world. I like being uh, able to make decisions without like thinking... Do I have enough money or not? I don't think that's crazy. So, I don't know. I want you to establish a little bit of autonomy. I want you to learn things like making money is a good thing. Have a stock that pays you dividends is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. First things first, you need to take care of your credit card debt. I know, it's you can't make better than 8% in the stock market, so pay off any debt over 8%. I'm stunned in this day and age how many people carry debt. I'm stunned how many people don't know the basic concept of just save, baby. If Al Davis once said, just win, baby, I just want you to save. 90% of all Americans don't save enough money. 90% of Americans don't have a budget. They don't know how to, how to, like, they don't know what comes in and what goes out. 90% of people make up 9 out of 10 people. Yeah, yeah. 
you should always have somewhere between two to six months of savings in an emergency account because emergencies happen. For me, it was a spark plug misfire that turned into a blown head gasket. We all have them. I know you're saying, is that sexual? Spark plug misfire? Blown head gasket? Well, first and foremost, I look at things as masculine images and feminine images. When you learn how to speak French, there's masculine and feminine objects, and like that's true in life. In the movie Thelma and Louise, when the first scene, Brad Pitt's drinking water out of a hose. Like, yeah, that's sexual. They're driving down the road, and it's masculine. They're driving down the road, and there's an oil donkey or one of those mules or those things that push oil out of the ground, going up and down, pumping an oil pump thing. Yeah, that's masculine. There's a plane that sprays the crops with, you know, growth stuff or whatever. Yeah, that's sexual and masculine. So it's a movie with these two chicks in a world of masculine images, right? And how do they die? They go into the Grand Canyon, a feminine image. I know you're saying, you think way too much. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yesterday I had to drink because I, I got embedded with high school kids again. I was like, it brought me back to my high school. And I was a pretty successful kid as a high school kid, but I had all the anxieties of a high school kid. So there's commandments that you need to live by in your 20s and 30s. You know, pay off all your non-mortgage debt. Never pay off your mortgage debt. Get off that debt cycle as far as carrying credit card balances. Get healthy. I know that one of the worst things, and again, I'm a hypocrite. I'm a day drinker, a night drinker, early AM drinker, and I'm telling you to get healthy. But get healthy because, like, if you chip a tooth in a bar fight, that's expensive to fix. Or you've got a chipped tooth and people aren't going to hire you because you've got chipped tooth. Get healthy and, like, get those tattoos removed because those will be held against you. We live in a society, believe it or not, more people are racist than we want to think. More people are ageist. Age ra- racism. Like, uh, we live in a society where, for I'm so, when I hire people, if you don't have a college degree, I don't hire you. Period. I look at your credit report, and if I see things like you've been, you know, eight jobs or ten jobs in five years, I don't hire you. Because you ain't long for my world. So know that things can and will be held against you. People who post ridiculous pictures and facts about their life on Facebook are just stupid. Facebook's a big search engine into humanity and the, the stupidity that we commit. So in your 30s, start getting serious about retirement. In your 20s, stretch your legs. I mix my metaphors. So sometimes I'll say spread your legs. I'm like, wrong metaphor. So in your 20s, spread your legs. No, no, no. In your 20s, stretch your legs. Get out there and experience some things. You know the funniest thing that I said to the high schoolers yesterday? I said, from college, I, I, I was a writer. I, I became an analyst. I started my own company. I asked out a Playboy model, and she said yes. I said, sometimes take a pie in the face, and sometimes you're hip deep in pie. And that's the God's honest truth. People who succeed are willing to fail. 
But if you're willing to fail at things you love, that's a good thing. So as an investor, as a young person in your 20s, go interview for another job. When I got into media and television 12 years ago, Cisco Systems had an open call for uh, like a video guy to help launch their products. And I, I tried out for it. I was horrible. But I tried out for it. And one day I'll tell my kids, kids, clean your rooms. No, kids, daddy took a lot of chances. And daddy failed more than he succeeded. But my successes are huge. Because I, I quickly learned when I worked at AT&T in college, I'm like, I don't want to work for the man. I don't want to work for someone else. I want to work for myself. So I was trying to explain the concept, and this is just, it was brutal, because I, I was realizing, like, I'm speaking French to these kids who know Pig Latin. This isn't going to work. I say, one of the kids said, you know, oh, what should I invest in? I was like, you know, the best thing you can do is just try to remember this. Five things. Large, small, mid, international, and income. If you can remember those five things, you're going to be a great investor. If you try to get into the Pythagorean theorem and the hypothalamus guide to investing, you're probably going to fail. The more complicated you make things, the more likely you're going to go off track. It's like when I was eight years old, I was riding my bicycle, and I, it was cold. So I put my hands in my pocket. Bam, down I go. Chip my tooth. Had I just had my hands on the, on the wheel, no chip tooth, Right? The more complicated you make things, the more likely your things are going to fall apart in you. And I see people way too often get in way over their heads. So I said, remember those five things. Large, small, mid, international, and income. Invest in those five things equally if you want. I don't care. Now, you can get smarty pants and go like more small and more large or more international, but just remember those five things. This is me, Roberto Negro, on the Wall Street Business Network. little arcade fire once again making me that douche who likes music that no one buys that's me remember as a kid how important rock albums were and release dates for rock albums today's rock albums are phones they're tablets we look forward to the release date we no longer care about music, like we did. You'd get that album, you'd pour over the album notes, see if there's any magical references inside of it. I don't know. You know one one word that always makes me smile? Word lard. I'm not sure why, but I love the word lard. I try to slip it into anything that I can. I know you're saying, that's dirty. You're a dirty boy. No, 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 don't go there. So diversification, I ended the last segment saying small, mid, large, international income. One thing that you always want to also learn is learn to learn. I read the Wall Street Journal cover to cover every day. And then on Saturdays, I reread Monday through Friday to see what I missed. What did I get right? How did it not play out the way I thought it was going to play out? I'm a mess of a human being. 
I overthink money. But that's okay. Favorite word? Lard. It, it makes you smile, right? Did you know you can't not be happy skipping? So if you're depressed or if you're a manic depressive, which I know one, avoid, avoid, save the drama for your mama. You know, you can't be unhappy if you skip. So today when you're all freaked out, you're all angry, someone cuts you off in the middle of the road. I never flicked, I've never flicked off one human being in my life. Never done it. I just wave kindly because that makes them more angry than flicking them off. Flicking them off, like you go to their level, waving kindly and like, oops, my fault, my bad, just makes them like boil over. It takes them and doubles their anger. And you don't have to actually experience anger by going LCD. So continue to learn is my phrase that pays. Always, always know that someone's smarter than you out there. I read Jugs Magazine on Sunday. Monday through Saturday, it's Wall Street Journal. Sunday, it's Jugs. I like studying 18th century Byzantine pottery. It calms me. It's a diversion from money. It relaxes me. It, it, like I like baseball because it calms me. When I see Pablo Sandoval, the panda, up at bat, I go, he gets a hit slightly less than one out of three times. Will he get a hit this time? That's 333% out of, like, it calms me, the statistics do. He gets a double one out of every ten at-bats. Will it be this one? So baseball calms me. I don't miss hockey. I'm kind of glad they're striking. It's a league owned by billionaires, and they decide what people work for at what rate. And the players really should understand that. And they're going to lose a whole season because billionaires can't get along with multimillionaires. And I find that funny. I'd work for a six-pack of beer. That's the beauty of me. It's got to be a good six-pack of beer. Don't give me none of that Canadian crap. Live simply. That's probably the biggest misconception about me. People think that I have this wonderful lifestyle with servants. I don't have a butler. I don't have a maid. I do have a wiper. But I don't have a butler or maid. Live simply. Hey, I don't have time to wipe myself. Are you kidding it's kind of a big deal. I defer my gratification. And I hope I live to the point that I get that gratification and I don't die. Because if I die with millions and millions and millions, I did it wrong. I want to blow all my money. I want to be that 95-year-old guy who my kids think, oh my God, my dad's going to give away his inheritance. My dad's going to give away the inheritance to a stripper. I want to be that guy. I want to live well in my 90s. Um, this is really important. Make your will or your trust well known. I have my very, 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 very best friend was going to, her and her husband were going to inherit her cousin's child if the cousin's parents passed away together. 
and it was well known, it was well documented, you get our son. And then my very, very best friend was in a car accident and her husband died. And the cousins and the cousin's husband didn't have the courage to tell her, oh, we don't think you're fit anymore because you're a single person and we don't trust you anymore, so we're going to put the kid with someone else. So for five years, she thought, if they die, this kid's mine. I have to live up to that. I have to be a good aunt. And they didn't have the courage to let it down like we changed their mind. If you have a kid, you need to make a succession plan just in case both parents die. Will your sister fight your cousin for custody of your kid? You better believe they will. Because when people die, people suddenly become very protective of of their loved ones that they lost. So let people know what's the case, what's the scenario, what's what. I've got a charcoal skillet that my mother used when she was two years old. I need to let people know who does that go to in case I die. I've got a life insurance policy that's in my office, in my safe. I need to let people know how to find this life insurance policy. How much is it worth? Does anyone want to know how much I am worth if I die? Anyone? 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 When you have an income that someone else counts on, you need to insure that income two ways. One with disability insurance in case you get disabled. Two with life insurance in case you die. Insure what you can't afford to lose. If people around you need your income, you can't afford to lose it, you insure it. The only insurance you need is term life insurance. You don't need whole life insurance. You don't need variable life insurance. If you're wealthy, you could use whole life insurance this way. I want to give $8 million to Stanford. Stanford buys an $8 million life insurance policy on me. If I die, my spouse, my kids, whoever gets that $8 million in life insurance, and Stanford gets my $8 million in gifts. Right? So that's how you could use it if you want to. But you only have to do that when you're like 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90 right before you're about to die. I want you to be charitable. There's a couple ways of being charitable. With your time? Absolutely. When I first came to the Bay Area, a very cool man named Brian Cooley instilled upon me a concept of, hey, on Fridays, you do charitable work. I do charitable work. You should too. We'll have beers while we're doing it. We'll socialize while we're doing it. So you go to like a humane shelter, Uh, There's a great one called Marin Humane, where they actually welcome in people who can pet cats. Not always be good and drunk petting cats, but no one knew I was good and drunk, but I was lit. They're like, good cat. (laughs) I'd fall asleep petting the cat. Good kitty. Good kitty. Good, good kitty. But you could also socialize at these events. You could network at these events. You could schmooze at these events. Brian Cooley was the best boss ever, so he brings me out to California. And I was working for CNET Radio, and I pulled up rating 600% while I was there. I know you're saying, you pulled him up from a point one to a point six, basically. But I was the 4-7 to seven guy, and I think I followed Tracy Romine, who I, I missed dearly. Tracy was a great cat, cuckoo, cuckoo man. And uh, where does the story end? I know you're saying, does the story end? So Cooley would come by with a drink cart right before your show starts. You had your choice of vodka, tequila... A shot of this, a mixer of this. I think he's a certified mixologist. I think Brian Cooley actually went to the Wayne Radonsky School of Bar. Or Bar School. School of Bar, yeah. 
and became a certified mixologist. I think he's actually a certified mixologist. In my lifetime, that would actually be a pretty cool to have on my, my business card. Rob Black, certified mixologist. <laughs> Kids in high school yesterday. Can I have your card? I'm like, I don't have a card. Douches have cards. When I was in New York, I had this boss who was just the biggest, biggest fool of all time. He's like, you should be like me. And I'm like, I have Italian suits and Italian shoes and Italian watches. And uh, here's my card. So for one year, I wore a sweater vest because I didn't want to wear a suit because I hated this guy so much. I know you're saying, for one year, you had no game with chicks. About right. It's about right. Chicks don't dig sweater vests. Although I'll say this, I dig chicks in vests. I do like the vest look on a woman. It's kind of a throwback to the George Washington, Martha Washington age of wearing vests and white puffy shirts. I like white puffy shirts. I do like the vest because it's kind of like um, it's layers that you get to like take off and like construct and deconstruct. There's something fun about that. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. You should save more money than you think you should. A good rule of thumb is to save 10% of your income each month. I'd go 15%. you got to look at what you're spending money on. One reason you may not be able to save that 10 to 15% is because stuff laying around your house I call junk. Bottled water. People who pay for bottled water... Pretty stupid. People who pay for pre-cut fruit, pretty stupid. A Snuggie. Uh, I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Now. It's your Bay Area traffic. Gift of all time. And this is Edward Sharp, by the way. I just got the best gift of all time. It's um, adhesive products. Post-it notes, kind of, or reminder notes. Taylor Swift. Speak Now album cover, sweet. The Taylor Swift Untitled album, just Taylor Swift. The Taylor Swift Fearless album cover. And the Taylor Swift Red. Which she innocuously wears the color red lipstick as a reminder that the album is red. I love her. I know she's not going to call me. I know she dated a Kennedy. Chick with a guitar. That's all I want. Like, if you want to make me the happiest man in the world, just be a chick with a guitar. Okay, okay. You're saying back focus. CEO Mark Pincus of Zynga. Success or failure starts at the top. He's got horrific eyebrows. He's got bad hair. Coming from a guy with bad hair, he's got bad hair. I don't mind saying that. He just exudes prick. Just exudes from him. So he does Farmville. He's worth millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars because of you stupid people who played Farmville. I blame you for this guy. At one point in time, he he promised employees stock options, and he took them away from The stock has just been disastrous. And at a recent meeting, he was basically in tears talking about 
the lack of strategic vision, poorly thought out schemes to boost morale. And I find that funny. I find, you know, a CEO shouldn't become discouraged. A CEO should solve problems. Company's in turmoil and he's down, which tells me he's manic. The one thing you can say about me is I'm not manic. I'm steady. If I had a shooting hand, it would steady as a rock. I don't get all emotional. and don't hold grudges. The whole fiscal cliff of 2012-2013, one thing that people don't get is they go, oh, we're going to make these horrible cuts. We've got to cut spending. We've got to cut, cut. It's going to be a lot of cuts of social programs, and people are actually going to die because of it. And that's interesting, right? When you put it in that perspective, American Foundation for AIDS Research, potential funding could be affected. Around 275,000 people could be affected by billions of dollars of shortfalls. That could lead to 65,000 plus deaths. People don't realize that social programs do save some people. They do feed people. They do stop things from getting worse. When things get worse, people panic. Is there a right answer? Is there a wrong answer? I got an email from Gabrielle. She's one of those people that I've stayed in touch with through the years, and she's great and a little investor. She just bought a house, a little tank engine. And uh, how does the story go? Oh, she's afraid of the fiscal cliff. You know what I'm afraid of? The dark. I'm not actually afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what's in the dark. Like, I don't mind swimming in the ocean. I'm afraid of what I can't see in the ocean that's about to bite me. I'm afraid of the dark in a person. When you meet someone and they're just clearly not there, like Bob in Mountain View. His incredible amount of emptiness in his brain scares me. It's dark in there. And the fertility of creativity of what I could put in his brain and the potential that he could do to me, not good. I don't mind, like, if he's a six-foot-six guy with a machete, I'm good with that. I can figure out the mathematics of it. I don't like the dark. We all fear something. Fiscal cliffs, inflation, deflation, slowing economies, booming economies, that's all easily mathematical figured. The number one thing that people need to worry about are jobs. Stop listening to the media. Stop paying attention to the financial media. Stop it. You're hurting yourself. Pay attention to jobs. People have jobs, they spend their paycheck. People spend their paycheck, economies move. If economies move, stock markets work. In the United States, we've got a wonderful form of capitalism. And that makes our companies more profitable. Canada doesn't have the same type of capitalism because they've got more social programs that they appreciate. I love Canadians. Good day, eh? A set amount of their taxes go to health care, and they know that, and they're comfortable with that. So, thinking about this is unique in the sense that uh, 
we'll be okay. Pay attention to jobs. Trust me. If it ends poorly for you, it ends poorly for all people. You need to make money. One of the worst things you can do is quit a job without knowing where your next job's going to be. I remember having such pride in quitting a job in high school. I'm not going to let him talk to me that way. Screw you, I quit. And then I don't have money coming in for two to four weeks. Uh Uh-uh, that's not good. Never, ever, ever, never stop the flow of income. Always promote yourself. It's one of my favorite songs. I love Bowie. Bowie's so unappreciated, but he's fat now. It's Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's one of those days where I don't talk a lot of business headlines. I talk a lot of personal finance, college, career concepts. How important is college today? I think it's critically important to have a degree. College is irrelevant as far as what you learn. It's relevant as far as showing that you can get up early and stay up late and finish your projects on time for four years in a row. It's the pre-job job. Your job when you go to college is to finish it. If you don't, people like me will hold it against you. You want to be hands-on, you want to develop real skills. The one thing that I regret the most is not networking well in college. It's too much of a lone wolf. I've been a lone wolf my whole life. I'm an alpha male, lone wolf. It's kind of sad. I know you're saying, are you going to see that movie with vampires and wolves? No. People see that movie, and you know which one it is. Any self-respecting male who's seen any of the Twilight movies... Give me your card. Give me your man card, because you lose it. This is great story about vampires. <laughs> what did you say? I don't even know. I just think I choked on my own tongue. Doesn't biting your own tongue suck? You accidentally bite your own tongue, and then, like, next thing you know, you have to talk to a woman, and, like, your tongue's hanging out your mouth, and you can't quite feel it. It's falling asleep or something like that. College is increasingly irrelevant. But it it teaches you how to observe people. And that's what you should be doing. It teaches you that you should be networking. I once hung out with 50 Cent. Back when he was a quarter, two dimes, and a nickel. 
He had great energy. He had great self-confidence. He loved life. That's pretty good advice to you. Have great energy, have a lot of confidence, and love life. Treat each woman, treat each man in your life as if they are a different country or culture that you've never run into. It's pretty good advice. So you stop treating people the same way, and you approach everyone as a craft. And it'll make things unique and special. When you want to craft your career, and I, I do think it's a craft, you know, as the women's conference last year for Visa, which I didn't quite get the concept of what a woman's conference is until you go in there and there's a lot of estrogen. You're like, whoa, there's a lot of chicks here. Oh, yeah, it's a woman's conference, and you're supposed to be empowering women. And Anyway, Michael Phelps' mother was there, and she talked about how he had this great passion for swimming. I'm like, you probably ruined his childhood. You probably ruined his childhood throwing him in the pool every day. <clears throat> but, yeah, he became a fish, and he's a good sw- swimmer because he's a fish. Do you remember the NBC show back in the 80s called Manimal? Part man, part animal, solved crimes. He was able to change into any animal. That'd be a pretty good skill. Except for in our society, say you change into a cheetah, so you can really catch a criminal who's out running you. Someone would shoot you. It wouldn't be that good of a trick. Most important step to craft a career path is to do things that you generally are interested in. I'm lucky that I get to talk to you and help you get to retirement each and every day because I genuinely want to help you get to retirement. I'm tired of people like Jim Cramer who get you involved in the stock market and get you in this trading mentality, who get you into crappy stocks and forget to get you out of them. I mean, all you got to do is look back at his track record and you'll see that he loved Sun Microsystems. He loved research and motion. It was one of the five horsemen of tech that have now suddenly become the four horsemen of tech. So accumulate your 20s, get in skills. If you could use a polearm or a halberd or ninja stars, get skills in your 20s. Find things that you are passionate about that you want to do. And then try to craft some sort of personal approach to it. I will honestly tell you, I was in high school. Back in the day when the airplane, Air Florida, hits the 14th Street Bridge. It was a tragic day. It was a snowy day. They sent all the kids to the cafeteria because they were afraid like the snow was going to collapse in the school. And they, it took about two and a half hours to drive home on a school bus that seriously took 30 minutes typically. It was a slow move. That day, a plane crashed into a bridge, and people died in Washington, D.C. The next day, Howard Stern calls Air Florida, which was the carrier, which then became AirTran, which then got acquired by Southwest. I think Southwest. But uh, next day, Howard Stern calls Air Florida and says, can I get a one-way ticket to the 14th Street Bridge? And he got fired, basically, for that comment. That's pretty funny. Pretty sick. Bad timing. Victims are mourning. But in tragedy, people can't process it. 
That's the one thing I've learned is that understanding information, you have to process it to understand it. And a lot of people don't know how to process information. Like I've got a friendship with a guy that we don't see each other a lot, and we don't drink beer a lot, and we don't hang out a lot. We used to when we had more time in our lives. But people are like, why are you friends with him? Like, you don't do anything. You don't have to do, like, do you? Some people can't process, like, you don't have to be that person that you were in your 20s and your 40s. There's a lot of sociopaths out there, like Bob and Mountain View, who misinterpret what I do. I think people who need to interpret people are part of the problem. There's a lot of manipulative people in the world. You have to assume formlessness. You have to follow your own advice if possible. One of my favorite people in history is a guy named Chuck Darwin. He's a pretty dim-witted child. And you're saying, that's awesome. Dim-witted child. Like, how would you want your biographer to refer to you? A dim-witted child? He stumbled into the perfect opportunity. A voyage around the world, collecting specimens. Don't you wish you could do that for like a year? Get on a boat. We're going we're gonna to sail around the world and collect specimens. So this dim-witted child became smart from kind of like the coolest thing in the world. He went from being a slacker to a workaholic. I found myself in that position in life as well. And that led to the greatest scientific discovery of all time. It's a pretty interesting story. So research is important in what I do. Research should be important in what you do. I showed the kids from high school yesterday all of my jokes. I write jokes every day before I come on air. Some of them I work in, some of them I don't. Like one of them is... uh, you think you have a bad job. How would you like to be a, a battery? You work till the day you die. Right? Doesn't work. Some, But I, I research, I prepare, as if that is going to be the one that makes people laugh. This is Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still major problems heading towards the Bay Bridge approach where traffic at the toll plaza has been backed up solid well beyond the maze. All the approaches leading towards the Bay Bridge is also jammed right now. West 80 is backed up from Hilltop Drive, West 580. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Imagine Dragons. They have that hip song with the stomping of feet and clapping of hands. Whistler's second big radio hit called Radioactive. They had a chick in the band that I think's gone. And I know you're saying chick? Woman. Person with the XY chromosome versus the XX or the YY. Which I'm not sure what a YY chromosome is, but... Those who split from the X's. Did she wear the, the, like, you know the Portland, you know, I don't even know what these are called. Guys have do-rags, chicks have, what do they have? I don't know. 
But she wore this inappropriately large headband. It's a headband. It's not quite a bandana, but it's not quite a do-rag. God, I love it. I love unique things that women do. Like a chick who wears like a fake jeweled uh, thing in her hair. I'm like, that's sexy. It's so easy to stand out, and yet we live in a world where we don't. Shoes, not the way to do it. Oh, one of the one things that you really want to do as an investor is manage your risk. When a company says they've got accounting irregularities, sell it. When a company becomes kind of like a civil war, don't get involved. If people get on television and go, I hate this stock, I love this stock, I hate this stock, my hero. You don't want to be involved in that fight. So manage your risks intelligently. If you're on the verge of retirement, you've got a lot of assets, act like you could lose them. If you're young, appreciate a down market. Learn to think counterintuitively. When Apple's 25% from its all-time high, aren't you glad you didn't buy it at its all-time high when your instinct said you had to have it? Do you remember what it was like being a kid? And I've seen this recently. When a three-year-old or four-year-old or five-year-old watches a commercial and they want it. I want that. I want that. Can I have that? Can I, I want that. The commercials are magical. They're, they're, they're crack cocaine to children's attention span. They know what they're doing. I want that. That looks like fun. So anyway, manage your risks. Be conservative. Know that you can lose things. Accumulate wealth when you're young. The best thing that you want when you're young is a down stock market. Why doesn't that make sense to people? If you've got a good stock that pays a nice dividend and the stock goes down, who cares? It's still going to pay its dividend in theory. One thing that I can't do anymore is I can't watch just graphic violence when it hurts a real human being. I can't watch it anymore. I can still watch the horrific stuff, zombies eating people's brains. Love that. But I can't watch real people getting hurt. It's just it, it. I work in television. One of the things that I hate about television. Coming up next, we're going to tell you about little Vanessa. She's gone missing. She's 18 months old. I hate it. I hate it. Because I know the pain the family has to be going through. That's not part of the story. So I don't watch. And when it comes to investing, sometimes you probably don't want to watch. In Moneyball... We learned that Billy Bean doesn't like to watch the game. He fears an emotional roller coaster of a 162-game season might lead him to being overreactionary. So have a good long-term outlook. You with me? You against me. The best players in baseball, in my opinion, are the ones that can put the ball into play, like Derek Jeter. Jeter doesn't hit a lot of home runs. Stock trading takes a lot of skill. Trying to hit a home run on a stock takes a lot of skill. And like in baseball, you can get burned. Jeter, if he hits 300, he's just had a glorious season. 
He failed seven out of ten times. Most of the time he fails. And he just had glorious. In investing, you can't have those numbers. You need to be somewhere between 50 and 60% to be a winner. I love exchange-traded funds. I love index funds for the average listener. Beware of fees. There's two things that mess people up to the tune of 1% to 3%. Not rebalancing their portfolio every year. And not paying attention to their fees. 50 basis points, 150 basis points, that adds up. So if it, it, and it's, it's there next year. Uh, basis points, percentages. So if you own a mutual fund that you have $100 in, like the American funds, I don't like. Collectively, as a group, they're sold a lot by insurance people, where they sell the front-end, front-loaded sales funds, and they charge 5.5%. So your $100 really only buys you $94.50. So you're already underperforming the market. You're already underperforming everyone else. Whereas an exchange-traded fund or a low-cost index might charge $0.25, on $100. That's a big difference, a huge difference than five dollars and twenty-five cents. Five seventy-five, five hundred seventy-five basis points, five point seven five percent. So beware of fees. Be cognizant of them. I'm a big fan of. I hate Facebook. I'm, that's just where I am at this point in my life. I use it for business reasons. You can find me on Facebook. I hate Rob Black. I use it to spread the word of the of the gospel. And I know you say, spread the word of the gospel, the stock market Bible. Me. Invest for the long term. Be patient. Plan ahead. What's wrong with having a plan? You people who want to live off the, 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 the cuff, you're crazy. You're insane in the membrane. Uh, credit's important, but people pay way too much attention to their credit score. A credit score. Have fun. Personal finance doesn't have to be boring. There's a lot of inexpensive entertainment out there. I like painting. I can spend hours upon hours upon hours lost in art. Not much of a reader anymore. I used to be. I gave it up for Lent one year. You know what actually I gave up for Lent one year? Was Lent. Belly button Lent, gave it up. I got no place for it in my life. Coming up, I'm going to go over everything that you absolutely, positively got to know today on money, investing, and more. You listen to me, Rob Black, Rob Black and Your Money, on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. 
So you don't have to be a great investor to have money. But you got to stop wasting money to have money. And trust me, we all do it. Carrying a balance on your credit card. $1,000 balance on a credit card that charges you 18% is $180 a year. Pay off your balance every month in full. Stop wasting money. Overspending on gas and oil. No need to spring for premium fuel if your manufacturer says that regular is just fine. You should check your tires on a monthly basis. You should change your oil. Probably 5,000 to 7,000 miles instead of 3,000. So do the maintenance on your car. I've got a friend that carries around bowling balls in his car. <laughs> you know, he doesn't juggle bowling balls for a living. Doesn't run around and say, I got big balls, I got big balls in my car. He doesn't like he's not proud of it. He just he sometimes he gets this impulse to bowl. I know you're saying that's the craziest story I've heard today. And yeah, um he gets less gas mileage because he has bowling balls in his car. I saw the weirdest thing yesterday. Okay, so remember, I, I spoke to a high school, and um, I had to drink afterwards because I, I instantly got straight back to this mentality of high school. Like, Stacy Laval. I remember Stacy Laval. If anyone knows Stacy Laval, let me know. I, she was a cheerleader at my high school, and I used to write her English essays because I was really good at English essays, and I'd interpret stuff to people. And you're saying, that's a weird, like, I know the guy who sold bubble gum out of his locker or sold candy. Nah, and some people sold firecrackers at high school and such. I basically tried to uh, have a social life, impress the ladies with my English skills. It didn't work too well. Smoking cost a lot more than anyone on the planet can afford. First, it's a cancer stick. $86,000 for a 24-year-old person over a lifetime. 183000 for a 24-year-old man, according to the price of smoking. So quit your indoor tanning. Quit your smoking. They're stupid habits. They're dumb. I indoor tanned when I was 18. I was, like, there's something out there called the sun. Go enjoy it. Okay, so the weird thing that I saw yesterday, okay, so I had to, I had to have a drink because I got sucked back in night school. So yesterday, uh, I kid you not, I see a nurse. You know what a nurse looks like? Person wearing nursing clothes. I know you're saying, what's nursing clothes? Like scrubs, that kind of stuff, right? And she was smoking. I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, those, that image shocked me. Like, the two people you don't expect to ever smoke, doctors and nurses, because they see what it does to a potty. And then she told me she was a vet and not really a nurse. And she said, yeah, with a, I almost said a bad word, with the stuff that I see, she sees animals that have to be put down every day. She's like, I, it's just, this is my release. For you, it's alcohol. For me, it's a smoke. I don't think I could be a vet. And and I know it would be great saving an animal's life. Too many people give up on their pets and put them to sleep too early. It would just depress me. Okay, another thing that people waste money on, cell phones. 
I cannot believe how many people have cell phones and have no money for retirement. Um, if I had no money for retirement, I'm buying generic everything because you save money that way. I can't tell the difference between Safeway canned tomatoes versus that red company and their canned tomatoes. But I always buy the red, you know, because it's the brand. And I don't want you coming into my house and seeing that I bought Safeway anything. I got the fancy packaging. Same tomato. No one wants to be a nuisance, but if you keep your mouth shut, you get what you settle for. Sometimes there's a discrepancy at the, at the cash register. Like, I know that there was one time that I went in and bought Rockstar, and it was two for four bucks, and then at the cash register, it was 250 And I was like, should I say anything? I, I just, I, I, that should be, no, 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 that, it's too much. And now you're saying it's 50 cents. 50 cents is 50 is one half of a dollar. Most Americans make $133,000 and you just spent 50 cents, a half a dollar on something. It adds up. I'm not saying look at every receipt and, and check the prices. But don't be stupid. Don't be daft. I buy all my paper goods from like a Safeway. I have no problem with that. My toilet paper. If I do, if, when I buy toilet paper, I buy like 24 rolls. Because you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm going to use that in my lifetime. If I could buy 124 rolls, I would. There's some things that make sense at Costco. There's stuff that just it boggles the mind. Why would anyone buy 100 chicken breasts? I don't get it. Unless you're like a Chinese restaurant. Or unless you have, like, a fetish for chicken breasts, which some people do, apparently. Okay, I've never stopped to think about that. But you know, American women, we have bra sizes. Are some chicken breasts bigger than others? Like, or is that just anatomically a question I shouldn't even be asking? My mind shouldn't even go there, should it? Is there, like, a good-looking chicken breast versus a flabby-looking chicken breast versus a... What would a chicken breast in a bikini look like? Or they wear a one suit. Women who wear one piecers. I hate you. You ruin it for children everywhere. <laughs> You're saying children? Oh, bottled waffer, bottled water, waste of money. Soda at a, a vending machine, waste of money. Buy everything in bulk, bulk, bulk. Volume, volume, volume. Yeah, again, bottled water. I don't. People who drink bottled water, you're just the, the elite, the proletariat. We plebeians can't compete with you. You're a snob. People drink bottled water, snobs. I've got a canteen, or it's not a canteen. It's a, it's called SIG, S-I-G. I don't even know what that means, but it's kind of like made out of canteen material. I know you're saying canteen material. What's that? I don't even know. Some sort of special technology that they used in the Avengers and it keeps your water cooler longer. I don't mind freebies. Hey, if I get a free meal on my birthday, I'm all about it. You will never, ever, ever catch me in a radio shack, but you will find me on occasion at a library. 
Library books are okay. Buying a hardcover book, you're just wealthy. If you get a big tax check back from the government, it means you lent the money to the government for a year tax-free. So try to get your tax refund down to zero every year. Increase your deductions, lower your deductions, whatever you have to do. I keep all my receipts. I keep all my bills. I know where my insurance is. Like my dad, he was six months, the doctor said, you got six months left to live. And he forgot to sign a life insurance policy one month later. So with five months left to live, he was so focused on, I better find out, I better make a relationship with God just in case I do go there. Like he didn't have religion. He had religion early in his life. He lost in the middle part of his life. In the last part of his life, he got it back. But he forgot to sign an insurance policy. So not knowing like that's going to expire can cost you a lot of money. I love things like Mint.com to help keep track of my, my budgeting. If you leave a lot of money in a low-interest account, you're a fool. I pity the fool that leaves money in a low-interest account. I recently got a bonus, and I put it all in like a Ginny Mae fund, because I want it to be liquid, because with bonuses, you have to pay taxes on kind of thing. So, But I put it in a Ginny Mae fund, because at least I want some yield on that money. Expose it to a little bit of risk, but I'm cool with that. Next to cash, a Ginny Mae finds my alternative of choice. Paying late fees. Who's so wealthy they could afford to pay a late fee? You're just stupid. Getting 20 bucks in an ATM that charges you $2 for a transaction? You're just stupid. You're dumb. Darwin, into the Darwinian wood chipper with you. Do you realize how much money you just spent to get your own money? 20%. Mm. You throw away four bucks every time you use an ATM that's not in your bank's network. You throw it away. It's gone. I like grocery shopping with a a budget in mind. I don't get the Sandy Duncan wheat thins because I don't need wheat thins. So I I try not to buy stuff that I don't use, if you get what I'm saying. You know... Are you taking advantage of your Netflix, your TiVo, your magazine subscriptions? Are you reading them? If not, stop them. Read the fine print. Sometimes things that look free aren't free. Stop wasting money. Don't be an inflexible traveler. Like one area where people waste a lot of money is they, they forget to pack well. And they buy a lot of goods when they're there, just that they're ultimately going to throw away. Or leave behind. You listen to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still big delays for drivers making their way towards the Bay Bridge approach where traffic at the toll plaza has been backed up beyond the maze. Also very heavy going across the standard. Something about the ma- the music of Taylor Swift speaks to me. I know this is a Taylor Swift. The line, but she wears short shorts, I wear t-shirts. 
cheese cheer captain, and I'm on the bleachers. Dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. It speaks to me. <clears throat> oh, there's so much that we can talk about. Critical questions that you should ask before you get married. There's five of them. How much is there? It's not an appropriate first date question. But if you're in it for the long haul, finding out each other's assets are worth it. And it's fair. And the debt. I knew a woman last year, under the age of 30, basically dumped her fiancé because came out of college with debt. She paid it off. And he accumulated more debt. And she's just tired of it. She realized her birthing years are coming up. Time to take action. How much is there? Investments, debts, savings accounts, checking accounts, credit scores. It's all part of a puzzle that Jeff put together. If you look at someone's credit score and you see a lot of late payments, like that may like translate into your life at some point. So before you get married, that's a big question that you have to ask. So how much is there? Where does it come from? I was telling these high schoolers yesterday, I wasn't the brightest kid. I just outworked everyone else. I have to be the most successful person from my high school class. I have to be. And I think I did it from work, not from smarts. But I told these kids, like when I was in ninth grade, I thought babies came from the belly button. My grades in ninth grade and biology went from a B to a C. And it was time to like reverse the course. I didn't want to bring home a D because that would have freaked out. Back when I was in high school, all you had to do was do well in your junior and senior year to get in college. Now, good luck to you if you pull home, if you bring home a C, good chance you're going to Coco. So I told the kids, in ninth grade, I still thought babies came from the belly button. The teacher laughed. So it was funny because she goes, everyone knows where babies come from, and I raised my hand. Because I needed to get, like, she gave us points. You had to get a certain amount of points to, like, raising your hand through the, the quarter, semester, whatever it was. So I raised my hand, I go, I go belly button. Kids fell out of their ch- chairs laughing. The teacher goes to the hallway to laugh. Everyone thought I was funny. And I was just ignorant. So you got to know where it comes from. It doesn't come from the belly button. You know, it comes from earnings. Sometimes your savings do. Did it happen in one year? Did it happen in five years? Did it happen in 10? Did it happen in 20? What's it going to look like down the road? Can you continue to grow your revenue? Where is it kept and invested? A lot of people brush over, like, a lot of my worth is in my company. A lot of my worth is in my 401k. A lot of my worth is in my, my bank. Where's your worth? What, what's it, how is it is investing in a company? It's not very liquid. Investing in a 401k, it's liquid. At a bank, it's real liquid, but it's not getting good rates returned. Like, you can't be laid back when you're having these discussions. It's going to be bumpy. People don't like talking money. Unless you're Bob from Mountain View, then you want to spout off how you got this great tax deduction. You're basically a bear. I don't pay higher taxes because I don't pay higher taxes. Keep feeding me low taxes. And then one day, when your house burns down, 
because the fire department can't get there because they're underfunded. You're just a stupid bear. And you don't even know it. So you got to know where things are kept, how it's invested, how's it going. Do you have a household budget? I love automatic payments. I have a really good, clear deer friend. I know you're saying, is he a whitetail? He is a whitetail deer friend. I got a great idea for a business, by the way. Came to me the other day when I heard about this guy who was hunting, and he was texting his friend while he was hunting. So they're both deer hunting, and uh, when you deer hunt, you like sit in a tree or something like that. So they they text each other. That's right, right? You with me? Okay, so I have a dear friend who basically got a divorce from his wife, and I, I'll tell you how it happened. He resented her. Her job was to pay the bills and feed the kids, and she couldn't pay the bills on time. But she got her coffee. She got her fake mammary glands. She got her gym membership. She got her baby from a different daddy, which was kind of a killer. But the point being is people become to resent. They get angry. The best thing about me is I have absolutely, positively no long-term memory. I've got no short-term memory. Like, tomorrow's a new day for me. And I always try to wake up positive on that. Does that make any sense to you? Try not to let emotions become resentment. If every day you can wake up and, and love your loved one, you're going to be okay. So when you have this conversation about money with your sugar booger, know that it's going to be a little bumpy. Because people are pretty uncomfortable when you dissect their finances on them. Aloha Friday. Oh, I love you people. Um, have a good weekend. Take care of yourself. And uh, keep things simple. You're Mr. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. It's Aloha Friday. No work till Monday. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.